0: How do you handle fear in nature study? Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Today we want to address a topic in nature study that we hear about quite often, and that topic is fear. Being afraid of something in nature, one of the nature friends, has become an enemy in your mind, whether that's you or for one of your children. Joining me in this discussion are Karen Smith and Laura Pitney. I think this is going to be a very helpful discussion. Now, Laura, I want to start with you because we've talked on previous podcasts about you do have a nature fear. A few,
1: probably. A few.
0: Oh, more than one. Okay, I know about nature in general. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know you're afraid of snakes. Yes, ma'am. Can you... Talk about that a little bit. Like, how did that come about? What does it feel like in your... What's going on in your head when you're doing nature study?
1: When I reflect back about the fear, I can definitely say it has gotten better over the years, which I think is just maybe um, maturing in that fear, you know, um, through the years. I remember some instances as a young girl where um, I was... Being chased by an uncle who had a snake in his hands mm-hmm. that just terrified me. He was pestering me. He had a he thought it was great, you know. And to this day, he denies it, but it happened, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I just remember those experiences just really turned me off, where I just did not want to be around snakes. And then another thing was um, finding snake skins like after they shed around our property at our house where I grew up just really freaked me out because that was another layer on um, the previous sphere from my uncle and I'm just thinking that means they're growing and getting bigger you know <laughs> and that's a good point I'm just yeah. like and they're near <laughs> me you know so that just added to it um, so um that, that was just kind of the foundation. Um, I've never touched one. I've never had a bad encounter with one. I have um, seen them in maybe our yard or where I would just, you know, flee from it. So I, I can honestly say, like, I've never been in contact with one. But I'm really happy I can say that. <laughs> like, I'm okay with that, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of the background. Um, it has definitely changed since I've had children because my heart is not to give them that fear of snakes. And so that's been a challenge for me to give them the, the right perspective about all of God's creatures and creation in general. And so, um, I have tried more purposely to keep that fear at bay because of my children. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And, um, For a while, I probably tried to hide it because I just didn't even want it to come up with the kids because I'm like, they're going to be little instigators or pesters just because, you know, kids are kids. Um, But we've all grown in that area to where now they're really my protectors. They know that I don't like snakes and so if they see one or they know maybe even one's coming up in a movie or something, they'll be like, Mom, close your eyes or, you know, let's go this way, Mom, you know, that kind of thing. So I appreciate that that they've taken on that role. Um now when we go to the zoo or there's a hiking trail near us that has a lobby that keeps a snake in um, It's not an aquarium. What's it called? A terrarium. Yes, that thing. So there's one that they can, when they go into the restroom at this nature preserve, there's one right there. Mm. And so I always look the other way and have one guide me with my hand. (laughs) So I don't have to look at it. So my point being, when we are around them on purpose, I let them enjoy it and I just keep my distance. Um, So that's kind of where we're at now with it.
0: I think that's a great idea of having your kids, I mean, acknowledging it, but that they are going to help you with it. Yeah. So it's almost like they're taking up the mantle, and yeah. so they're not going to be afraid of it yeah, because they're protecting mom from it. So yes. I think that's a great insight. Now, I'm assuming, Karen, you don't have any nature fears yourself. No. But I know one of your children does. Yes. Are you free to talk about that?
2: Yes, I am. My daughter has a fear of yellow jackets, and that extends to other wasps. And... Uh, She has good reason for it, having been stung a couple of times, unprovoked, and so she developed this fear. Now, your fear of snakes and my daughter's fear of yellow jackets is irrational, really. Okay. (laughs) But it's very real to that person who has the fear. And so... What do you mean by
0: irrational? Like, it doesn't that make sense doesn't, you should be afraid of something that you were chased exactly. around by?
2: Well, no. Or you were stung by? Sna- it's not the snake's fault.
1: It, it could be, though. <laughs> Just kidding.
2: <laughs> Just kidding. You know, that the, 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 there, sure are many, there are many different kinds of snakes. There are many different kinds of wasps and other things that people are afraid of. Hmm. And we project that fear. We carry that fear with us hmm. all the time. But your reason for being afraid of snakes is because you were teased with one, not because the snake of did anything, anything about right. the snake.
0: And that, well, like we've talked before about when you see a snake in a book, yeah. even the picture causes that fear to rise. Yes. So the fear is real, but it's irrational to think that a picture right. is going to
2: hurt you. Is right. that yes. where you're going? Okay. And so, you know, my daughter has had to learn strategies for herself, much like you have having your children be your protectors, and um, you were careful to make sure that they were not afraid of snakes also. And so my daughter has come up with strategies, and some of the things that she finds that helps her is if she doesn't feel trapped, she has a way of escape, then she feels more comfortable if yellow jackets are around, um, if she can view them from a respectful distance, that is very helpful to her. Um, a lot of times, when she was younger, we actually got her a special hat that had um, the netting like beekeepers would have to keep the bees off of them, so it came down over her face and had a little, you know, draw cord on it. And that helped her when we were on vacation one time to feel comfortable being out in nature where the Yellow Jackets might be. and so. Just different things that she's been able to do. Now, like you, as she's gotten older, she has become better at it. Some days are better than others, but she's learned how to cope with it. And so that's, you know, some of the things that you can do to address your fears, not make, not give them to your children also, but deal with them too.
0: I like the idea of giving her that hat, just to give her that little boost. Yes. Um, and you, when we were talking earlier, you talked about gloves. Yeah. Because you have other mm-hmm. fears besides the snakes.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I love to garden and I love to dig and plant and you know just make things in the dirt grow and be beautiful. And so. You know, with that, there's slugs, there's earthworms, there's flipping over rocks or pulling up roots, and there's all kind of little things around. So just having um, a good pair of gloves allows me to still enjoy that hobby without being fearful of all those kind of things. Now, I will say, I still don't wanna encounter a snake, whatever the size is, but if I'm reaching down, pulling over a rock, And there is a baby snake there or whatever it is. Has that actually happened to you? It has. It has. So that's why I use that as an example. (laughs) Um, And it was probably a couple years ago. So I want to pat myself on the back that I reacted better than I thought I would in this scenario. I, I flipped over the stone and there was a snake coiled up. Um, and I was like took a deep breath and just walked backwards and then went and got one of the older kids to come make sure it got out of my way and I could finish working. So but I had those gloves on and I felt protected. So when the surprise came, I at least was able just to, you know, step out of the situation. But the gloves are a big tool for me. I feel more confident. Um so my son, he wanted a leopard gecko lizard and I was like, there is no way, there is no way I'm getting a lizard at my house because it reminded me too much of a snake. Mm. Like the the feel of it, even the way it looked at you, you know, like and just
2: <laughs> too many
1: similarities, you know? And so um, he was very adamant about it and we had a friend who helped us figure out what kind to get, the cage. I had worms in my fridge, like, come on, like to who does the, that, right? To feed the lizard, Crickets yeah. and worms, Yeah. So. Um, That was not my comfort zone at all. But then, you know, the lizard was okay. Anytime we had to (laughs) clean out the cage and, you know, get everything fresh again, I would leave the bedroom. (laughs) My son would get it out of the cage and walk to the opposite side of the house and hold it so that I could go near the cage and clean it up and help. You know, we had to tag team that. It, It should have been no one else wanted to hold it. So he was the only one that could hold it. While we, you know, clean the cage. But I'm just saying, like, the way that it would shed, the way that it would move, its nasty little tail, you know, all those things. (laughs) But I had it in my house because I love my son and wanted him to, you know, have that experience of taking care of it and all those things. That was a huge step for you. It was, but I didn't touch it, you know, and I didn't look at it when I didn't have to, you know. (laughs) And we always made sure that lid was secure. So that was... That was a, a big deal, but but we did it. And then I said, why don't we get rid of that lizard? I'll get you a puppy, any puppy you want. I'll get you that dog. And so it, anyway, just I, I really wanted it out of my house, but we did it for a while. No more worms in my fridge or crickets. So, so what recommendations
0: would you give? You've talked about some ideas, but go ahead and recap what encouragement would you give to a parent who either has a fear themselves or who has a child with a fear of nature? What are some do's and don'ts that you would like to emphasize?
2: I think first of all, acknowledge the fear Mm -hmm. because that's the first step in being able to come up with coping strategies for yourself or your child. Um, Secondly, know your limits if you can't even hold a book that has pictures of snakes in it, let your child hold the book. <laughs> I mean, You know that's a limit of yours. Yeah. With my daughter, she knows that um, being in a crowded situation where there might be yellow jackets, is, that's beyond her limit. She needs a way to escape. So knowing your limits, whatever those are, with that. Do you have any, any others that
1: you use? I think the biggest thing that helped me is, like you said, not just acknowledging it, but talking about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I know there was a lot of conversations between my husband and I about my limitations with my fear and then situations possibly with my kids. So just, again, knowing, acknowledging it and the game plan. But for me, it was also talking through it just to have a good sounding board of, okay, yes, I am being irrational or, you know, okay, that makes sense. Let's see what we can do to, you know. Tweak that, or so really talking it through is the only other encouragement that I have another idea would be have a good friend who really likes your fear, and they can encourage your kids like if like we did that when we would go to the zoo a lot, um, my friend Jen, she would take the kids to see the snakes, and I would wait outside with the babies, you know, like we tag team mm-hmm. the different things, and so you know maybe you could have. A friend who doesn't have your fear or maybe you can help her with her fear and y'all can kind of tag-team giving the kids the positive experience with it
2: that's a good idea if it's your child you also want to be careful not to force that child to face his fear yeah. because that's only going to make that fear stronger and so teach your child how to react in those situations where Like for my daughter, Yellow Jacket or you, Mm -hmm. snakes, you never know when they're going to show up. And so you need to help your child come up with strategies for coping with a situation that is not ideal for them.
0: What kind of strategies do you mean?
2: For my daughter, it was um, we we learned that restraining her and making her face her fear was not good, um, which is why I say don't do that. Mm -hmm. But... um, having that escape where she doesn't feel like she's crowded or you know she she can go to flowers now and stay a respectful distance away and and watch the wasps around that but if she sees a yellow jacket she knows she's going to like mm-hmm. you she's going to move away quickly and try and get away yeah. so you know it's it's, it, like it, a, it's respecting your child yeah, yeah just like you would for anything else, but also helping them just like you would for anything else.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're not pandering to the weakness, but you are respectful of it right. and helping them learn mm-hmm. from it.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, it's just training, you know, helping the once they acknowledge it or once you could, they're old enough to have the conversation about it, you know, it's more like, you know, just really helping train them, you know, with that procedure, mm-hmm. um, Prac- setting them up for you know, success practicing you know? yeah, safe yeah little baby steps to where then they're confident when that they can handle it
2: right and you're know, like my daughter with her special hat and you with gloves mm-hmm. when you're gardening yep. those are ways that you could help your child there's you know whatever their fear is if there's something that you can come up with that makes them more comfortable mm-hmm. to be able to do what they what you want them to do or just being out in the open you know a picnic mm-hmm. can be a very scary thing for my daughter. Yes. So she needs to have some ways to deal with her fear and helping your child find those ways is is important.
0: So what I'm hearing is the goal is not to eradicate the fear that it's probably not possible to do.
1: Yeah, I don't, I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah.
0: But we can help our children learn how to deal with it yes. how to cope with it and have strategies so they can still enjoy so much of nature mm-hmm. even with that one little i'm not going to say little <laughs> that one fear that's out there not letting that paralyze them yes great thank you if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to subscribe through itunes google play youtube facebook instagram or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode You can also listen to the audio version or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the show notes. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.